All right. Well, good morning, everybody. How you guys doing? Well, welcome to Pierce Point Community Church, and for those of you who are watching online with us, my name is Adam Black. I'm the worship leader here, but I'm also a deacon in training. Uh, today, I kind of get to set the tone for the next few weeks of what we're talking about, which today specifically, we're talking about uh, the inner life, specifically your inner life and how our thoughts and actions can help us to live a godly life. Uh, now, before we dive into this, uh, it's my prayer today that you can hear me from a place of love and a place from understanding, because ultimately we're talking about your inner life, your most personal life, your relationship with Jesus. So I'm going to pray for us before we get into this, and then uh, then we'll dissect this. So Father God, I thank you for this morning. I ask right now, Lord, that um, you can give us clarity and understanding of, of what our inner life looks like with you. And I pray right now, Lord, that... Um, me, who's who's been convicted in, in myself of, of writing this message, um, you have you have shown me that I need to spend more time with you. Um, so, Lord, I just ask right now that this can be an examination of all of our hearts as we dive into this, and Lord, that we can point everything back to you. We love you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, so uh, you know, not growing. I've been I've been a Christian now for more than half of my life, basically. But not growing up in church, there's a lot of uh, terms and things that I don't normally hear or associate with anything. And one of those is inner life. So I went to Google, and um, <laughs> so Google defines this as the realm of one's private space of emotions. Thoughts, values, practices, hopes, and reflection that nurtures one's spirit and sense of well-being. I actually think this is a good definition. Um, but it's also, it can be taken away of a little bit self-seeking, like, how do I better my life? You know, all these things. So when I changed the question in Google to what is the inner life in Christianity, I get a more clear answer of what I'm talking about today, and this is something that I thought, the thought this was the direction we're going, which is a life which seeks God in everything, a life of prayer and the practice of living in the presence of God. Now, it's extremely important that when we enter into this conversation, we, uh, we have an understanding that although we are talking about the inner life, this also implies that we have an outer life. Uh, and in many cases, our inner and outer lives are not equal. You have a life that everybody else sees. This is your daily life. This is the face that you put on when you go out the door. And then you have a life that is very private to you and your relationship with God. And in today's world, we've removed a large portion of our inner life with things like social media. We have made a public display of all of our best moments, our daily and weekly highlight reels uh, of what was once our private life, which is in turn our inner life. So as we examine our hearts, and we, we need to ask ourselves the question based off of those definitions that I just gave, are we nurturing our own well-being, or are we seeking God in everything? Now, the Bible says many times that we are to hear the word of God. Uh, simply, Romans ten seventeen, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Also in Colossians three sixteen, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Now, many of us hear the word of God daily. Uh, in fact, there are many who hear the word and can recite scripture better than I can. 
Um, but did you know there's also children who've been born and raised in the church and they know the word of God, yet they're running away. They are choosing not to listen and they're running away from their faith entirely. There are people on the streets who were told the good news of Jesus and that uh, they feel that they don't need him or it's the same thing that they've always heard and it doesn't apply to them. That's because one is able to hear the word of God and not receive it. Hearing is just part of the formula, but receiving the word of God is the act of hearing it and being changed by it. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life which I now live, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So with that, I want you to just kind of put yourself in the, the picture of what we're talking about. You're hearing, you're receiving. We're receiving the word of God as you're acknowledging who Jesus is. You're accepting Jesus into your life. So not only have you now heard the gospel, you've also received it. With that said, we come to church every Sunday. We put on our smiles. We're ready to hug our favorite people at the door. We sit in our favorite seats. We pull out our Bibles. We write down all the notes, and we highlight all of our favorite verses. But what if I told you, for some people, this is only an example of your outer life? They've heard the word and they've received it, but you're going through the motions. You, really, you come to church every Sunday and you feel like you're being judged by others if you aren't there. You put your smile on and walk around like everything's fine, but you're hurting inside. Or you're angry about the way things are going. You pull out your Bible app on your phone while going back and forth between it and uh, Facebook, hoping nobody will notice. I mean, some, I know that resonates with somebody out there. Now, the reality is that we don't know what people are going through. The outer life is being represented, which is not always matching what's on the inside. You've heard me say often while leading worship, Lord, let us not go through the motions. And this is exactly why. When I say it, it's not just because it sounds cool or uh, it's just something that's in the moment. It's my prayer and my reminder at all times that I am... Uh, shifting my focus and my attention back to God, and I'm reminding myself of why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. So if we are able to hear the word of God, and we are able to receive the word of God, yet we're still capable of just going through the motions in our daily life, what do we do? Many of us hear the word and don't receive it. But the picture becomes more complete when those who have received the word start obeying the word. This is more of the complete picture here. John 14, 21 says, He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be, be loved by my Father. And I will love him and I will disclose myself to him. Now, whether we want to admit it or not, most of us, myself included, will always look and respond to things that make us feel good in our lives. Even when our intentions are pure, we can be misguided by our feelings as we don't seek out the Lord for his wisdom. But when we do seek him first and we do obey his commands, we will now see that our inner life starts to change and it's through our obedience that we start seeking answers that don't indulge just our flesh but are coming from the Lord. We find ourselves moving from a place of going through the motions to an authentic life living for Jesus. So real quick, I want to go back to the beginning of what we started here. And I'll go back to that inner definition. 
the realm of one's private space of emotions, thoughts, values, practices, hopes, and reflection that nurtures one's spirit and sense of well-being. Now let's look at that same definition through the lens of obedience. Lord, help me control my thoughts and emotions. Lord, let me value the things that you value. Lord, help me help give me instruction in my daily life. Lord, let my hope and trust be in you. Lord, let my life be a reflection of you and show me how to look more like your son, Jesus. When we have heard the word of God and we have received the word of God, and now that we are obedient to the word of God, we're transformed by it. And shout out to my favorite scripture. I've done, I think, every devotion, but Romans 12, 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So now let's set the stage with that information of how to apply this into your inner life. The inner life is simply the life that is seen only between you and God. It's the time you spend with him in the secret place. It is your prayers, it is your conversation, it's your worship and thanksgiving that is only seen and heard by God. Ultimately, it is your inner life that becomes projected into your outer life. The concept of a secret place actually doesn't even mean a physical place, but instead refers to a personal and private space where you can retreat and have intimate relationship with God free from distractions. One of the most used scriptures when talking about the secret place is found in Psalm 91.1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Um, Now there's a song, just so we can kind of connect what a secret place is. There's a song I love, um, and it's by uh, the artist Leonard Jones. And I think this paints a really beautiful picture of just a life in the secret place. And the song's called, uh, for those who want to look it up, it's called Smashing Idols by Leonard Jones. And let me just read you a a verse and a chorus here. Uh, It says, there's a place in my heart where I worship, where you live, and Lord, it's only for you. There's a room, pure and white, and it's holy and only for you, Lord. You're the only one who goes there. There's a song that I sing and no one else knows, no one hears. Lord, it's only for you. There's a love that we share, and it's holy, and I bow only to you. There's a hope in my heart no one else gives and no one has, and it comes only from you. There's a light that I live, and it comes only from you. And the chorus is smashing idols, casting thoughts way down, every high thing that exalts itself above. Smashing idols purify the temple, everything but him has got to go. I've got to have God. I think it's a wonderful look of of living a life where it's, I just want to be with you. Now, I mentioned earlier how I believe um, our inner and outer lives are no longer equal. Today's world, many of us have chosen to put our private lives and thoughts out into the world of social media. And now I will be the first of people to talk about the positives of social media. I pay for some of my bills with it through my YouTube channel. I'm also someone who has used my soapbox on Facebook to express my opinions and share things going on in my life. I do not have a problem with things like social media in its entirety, but I'll be the first person also to admit that it sucks up more time than I care to admit. We have given our time to these things so much that they've become a daily routine for the majority of us. Now, by a show of hands, how many of you have used social media this week? 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anything along those lines. Now, by a show of hands, how many of you set aside time just for the Lord this week? That's awesome. I think that's awesome to see. And, and obviously, we're, I'm preaching to the choir here a little bit of, of what this topic is, but that's not always the case. So that's amazing to see. So now I want you to ask yourself just the question of who did you spend more time with? You know, so we, uh, we can put our hands up and say we've we spent time with social media. We can say we set aside, set aside some time for Lord. But which are we doing more of? And this is not just a bash social media or things. It could be anything. It's just the one example that I chose to give. Uh, we could spend our time elsewhere in whatever area you want to point to. It's just, like I said, that's just my example. Um, Although I do believe the more time we spend with the Lord in the secret place can drastically change our thoughts, emotions, and spiritual well-being, it's not my goal to hyper-spiritualize this act, but rather just to evaluate the time that we're spending seeking the Lord versus the other things in our life. When our inner life looks more like prayer, more like worship, more like studying the word, I believe that you find that your outer life will start to reflect a life living with Jesus and not just something that's going through the motions. Luke 6.45 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What we do in our inner life ultimately is revealed in our outer life. Look at where you're spending your time this week. And I challenge you, turn off your phone, get off the internet, and try to spend more time with the Lord. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you for this morning, Lord. And it is my prayer that, that we can just be good stewards of the time that you give us. Um, that, Lord, we are dedicating our lives to you and we are, we are giving you what you are worthy of. Uh, Lord, I just pray as we continue this morning that you just free our minds from distractions and we can uh, enter into worship with a heart after you and we can hear the message with, uh, with understanding and with clarity so that we can just retain this information, uh, retain what you're doing in our lives. Lord, we praise you in all things. I'm thankful for you today. We love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.